Hello, you are listening to Everyday Creative People. I'm your host, Dina Adrians, and this podcast is for the doers, dreamers, and makers of the world. For anyone who wishes they had more time and freedom to play, who struggles with creative blocks, or who is trying to figure out how to make a living while making art, I'm here to stumble through the madness by your side. Once you've finished listening to today's show, please take a moment to subscribe to future episodes and rate the podcast, leave a comment, and tell a friend. You can join the community over in the Creative Playground Facebook group and find all the show notes at dinaadriance.com slash ecdpodcast. Now settle in, get comfy, and enjoy the show. How's it going? It's going great. Good. So if you can start off by just telling our listeners a little bit about who you are, what is your artistry, and what's happening with you today? Well, I'm Kat Francis, or Captain Francis, depending on who you ask. Um, I am a musician. I am a doula. I am a writer. I basically do all things artistic. Mm, I love it. So have you always, has that always been a significant part of your life or is that something that has really come out in more recent years? I think it's just something that's just kind of been innate. Uh, I Mm. think I published my first poem when I was like 11, 10 or 11. Um, So yeah, I've always kind of been writing. And then I had a best friend when I was like, maybe like eight or nine, we all went to the same church and we all just sang in church. Mm-hmm. So it's always been something that's uh, been around. What does it mean to you to be an artist? I don't want to be like super generic and be like it means everything, but it's <laughs> like so <laughs> it's so deeply like embedded in like my identity or like whatever whatever identity is that I almost feel like I wouldn't know who I was without it. Mm. So I think like. Like, if you were to, like, meet me and, like, I, I wasn't, like, playing guitar, like, I wasn't musical, like, I almost don't even know what, like, what else would matter to me besides my daughter. Like, besides, yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty big part, but I mean, like, other than that, yeah, music and artistry is just a huge part of it. Mm. How, so, in terms of your life right now, like, how does your art fit into and feed the rest of your life? Um, Like, obviously, you know, the thing that I think is interesting about artists is that like, at least initially, like our art is not often the, a source of income or at least the primary source of income. Um, And so there's a lot of other things that we have to do (laughs) with our time. Um, and some people don't ever want it to be their primary source of income. They, they would rather sort of uh, have it as like their playtime. Um, but I'm curious, you know, what does that look like for you? Okay, so I definitely, w- I would love to be able to generate like a ridiculous amount of income off of art just because it's, I think there's this idea that if you're doing what makes you happy, then it's never work. And I really do feel that way about um, music. Mm. Um, and I, but I just feel like I live in New York City or like, you know, the area and it's just really like unrealistic <laughs> to expect like music, especially since like the field is just so um, oversaturated. So, I mean, like, it, I guess it, it, it means a lot for me to be able to create nonstop, 
but as far as it being something that is lucrative, I, it's ideal, but I don't know if it's realistic. And that's kind of how I know that I really love it because mm-hmm. I'm not doing it for anything other than like pure satisfaction and pure joy and like as an outlet. Yeah. Um, and it's just pretty ingrained in just like everything I do. So like if I'm feeling bored or if I'm feeling sad or if I'm feeling overwhelmed, like it's always like an outlet. So it's always like morphing into a different kind of outlet. Yeah. Hmm. So can I ask you, because I think that it's sort of a, a a constant question of creative people of like, okay, knowing that you're um, not going to make your money through your art, at least initially, um, you know, how, what are you doing to support yourself outside of that? So I do do the work. Um, it's not super heavy as far as like income goes because it's usually focused around low to um, middle income women and it's also Mm. oriented around women of color so that is like one thing that I do and then I also um, work in uh, post-production so there's that so it's like but it's like really like client service oriented so I'm definitely like ingrained in like the nine to five Mm, droning (laughs) (laughs) um but it's yeah and then I also do it which is also really satisfying yeah so do you find that um the nine to five job uh like for you does it create an environment in which like you're able to support yourself and therefore it makes your creative life possible or do you find that it kind of drains you and makes it difficult to create um it definitely it, it's a little bit of both. Or somewhere in between um, yeah <laughs> yeah it's a little bit of both I mean a lot of the time and it just feel like that's just like I don't know if it's just like an innate artist thing sometimes a nine to five you kind of grow to resent it because mm-hmm. it's like not especially if it's not your passion and not you want to not what you want to do it's like so easy to like to see the the contrast between like what it feels to to be an artist and then what it feels to work a nine five um as far as it helping my art or helping me uh go forth with that um it kind of can like it kind of can it kind of can provide inspiration like i i like to look at everything that I encounter is like a form of inspiration. Mm. So I guess it does in that way. It's mostly like a lot of just like, nah, like this is not great. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I just want to go home. Like it's usually that, or like I just want to like pay for the babysitter. Like it's kind yeah. of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So speaking of the babysitter, uh, I know you mentioned your daughter being an important part of your life, and I know that she is 14 months old now. Um, so I'm curious, you know, how has the birth of your daughter really impacted your your work? How does she fit into all of this? Oh man, it's that's like a loaded question because <laughs> it's 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 crazy because it's like on one hand. I've always, again, like, I always think about identity and, like, what, like, what identity means and, like, if it's a real thing or if it's, like, something I'm imagining, but, like, I was fearful of my identity changing or, like, how I, mm. how I looked at myself because I was becoming a mother, and then I also wondered how it would impact my art, like, would it make me happier, would it make me more sad, like, what, you know, what would it do? And I write a lot about love or, like, love law, so, like, I'm required to love and that sort of thing. And having her made me realize that, like, what I thought was love 
or like what I thought was like that intense feeling <laughs> is not like mm. comparison to how I feel about her. So I think it kind of opens my heart up in like this amazing way. So it's it's definitely furthered my art because now I'm able to kind of dig inside of myself and find more ways to be more descriptive about how I feel and you know it's 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 wonderful and then it's also kind of solidified like who I feel like I am Mm. um and then just it kind of given me like a confidence like just to just be myself and to and that that it's not just motherhood you know like it's not like oh you're a mom and that's it like that you can be multifaceted that you can have different aspects of your personality you don't have to just be one version Mm. of what a mother should be yeah yeah Yeah. so what are some uh thing like just speaking of you know one different like what a, a version of what a mother should be right like what are you learning about what that looks like for you uh well so I I hold myself to the standard of like family and like what that culture looks like and even like religion like what <laughs> what a family unit should look like and uh it's very non-traditional so like me and her dad are not together so that is like one aspect of life maybe mm-hmm. what a mom should look like so like we should be in like uh we should be married and we and I should stay at home and have on an apron and <laughs> and that sort of thing and I think and I think that like that is completely shattered and 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 I'm glad about that because I don't think I would totally enjoy that life anyway mm-hmm. um so I guess that aspect and then also um just being independent or like going your own way like I, I don't really I don't really know how to get more specific than that like just yeah. like the, the reg like whatever you think whatever you think of like a Stepford wife or you think of like a, a mom that's just like miserable because she just doesn't <laughs> have like an outlet like she just she's forced to just slave and take care of her children like I feel like I'm making motherhood sound so terrible <laughs> That is that but is like, one stereotyped image of motherhood. <laughs> yeah, like just that terrible. It's just a terrible stereotype. But I'm just glad that that's just not my life at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I and I I think just from having um, you know, observed you from a distance because we've known each other for a while. Um, uh, that like you seem to sort of integrate Violet into your life, um, which I think is really cool. Yeah, it's not seamless. Yeah, but, <laughs> I'm sure. But it's quite nice. <laughs> yeah. So, what have been what would what would you say has been your biggest struggle as an artist? I think uh, just making sure that I I'm constantly working, mm. I, like at art. I think mm-hmm. it's really easy to become stagnant with anything that, especially if you if you feel like you have a knack for it if you feel like you're kind of like it's something that you're just in, like just innately good at it's easy to kind of just slack off and just say okay I got it like well I guess it depends on your personality but I'm definitely one of those like if I know that I got it in the bag then it's like why why should I really work every single day like I was one of those like I already know the subject so I'm not going to study for the test and we'll just see what happens and it usually mm-hmm. always goes well but with art it's it's a muscle 
It's yeah. not something that you can just kind of let get rusty. You kind of always have to constantly be inspiring yourself. You have to always be listening to new music. And I'm one of those people, especially with music. I'm like, I don't want to be over influenced or like, I don't mm. like <laughs> listening to other people too much because then I feel like it might influence my heart too much. And then I might start sounding like the people that I'm listening to. Like it's a whole bunch of different things, but I think the main challenge is just, staying focused and um, not being intimidated by inspiration. Hmm. Not being intimidated by inspiration. What do you mean by that? Like just, just being influenced by other people and not letting it make me. So, so I guess sometimes like if you hear things that are amazing and wonderful, sometimes it can feel like, like you, you, it kind of creates a new bar for your art it kind of creates like a new space for your art to to reach and it's not really fair to just hold yourself to that standard um Mm. and also it kind of puts unnecessary pressure on your creative process and like what you're doing and it kind of makes you question your timing and and what what it makes you kind of restructure everything and like okay like what am i what am i doing if (laughs) if my art doesn't sound like this or will i make people feel what i feel when i'm listening to this you know yeah yeah. And there hmm. my lovely daughter is in the back. <laughs> <laughs> what so do you have like when you create your music, um or are you still writing poetry? Yeah, I yeah. I totally still write poetry. So it's kind of almost how I <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of almost how I say inspired because sometimes I can't always play guitar. I can't always um, get to an instrument right away. Um, and also that's kind of just my writing process. Mm. So like I um, sometimes it'll just be like words or phrases that come to me and I'll kind of just flow from there. And if it's or like or an instrumental will inspire me. But yeah, in between writing actual songs, I do write quite a bit of poetry. Yeah. Mm. Who were your who have been your artistic mentors? mentors yeah uh I mean I can tell you like who I like but I don't think I've been like personally mentored by anyone um as far Mm -hmm. as like personally like uh, my daughter's dad is really really brilliant um and like just like with the guitar so I, Mm -hmm. I tend to find him inspiring um do you mean like just people I look up to like in um, any field I think both more personal? both people who you look up to but also just you know if there's anyone in your life who has like really helped you to sort of get to where you are today whether it was like early on you know in- encouraging you or um you know helping you to sort of learn a new skill at some point along the way but like who are the people that have really who are the people that feed your artist self that, that nurture your artist self? Um, if, that's if there it. is anyone. Yeah. That's a great way to put that feed. It definitely is like some sort of like hungry thing. Um, <laughs> I, I would say like, so as, as far as like growing up, like my mom was really, really encouraging. Um, mm. She was also like a writer. Like I remember when I was very young, I discovered one of her books and she just had like a book full of like poetry that she used to write and I think that maybe I don't know if it's a little bit uh narcissistic but she definitely like saw that uh writer in me so she's definitely very like um 
adamant about making sure that I wrote and like making sure that I expressed myself. I also had a really amazing teacher in the seventh grade. Her name is Miss Luke. And she, I remember one day she just like called me out in the middle of class and she was just like, yeah, like, you know, you're a really great writer and like, you should really do that. And it's like so small. She probably Mm. doesn't remember doing that, like, or wouldn't remember. But like that moment for me was like, wow, like, Somewhere yeah believe <laughs> that's <laughs> the kind, kind of thing of that nice. you hold on to that really sustains you yeah like. I'm teachers man <laughs> <laughs> they don't know the impact they have it's crazy mm. you should totally go track her down and tell her <laughs> yeah like she lives in Brooklyn and I'm sure she's still in the neighborhood the last time I saw her I think I was like 15 or 16 but yeah like they're all I think they're all still like that gang of teachers is also there. <laughs> yeah, I feel like teachers have such an influence on us. And uh, you're right. They don't always know the kind of impact that they make um, unless we go back and tell them. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> have you, so have you ever experienced a, a block, a creative block? Yes. Oh my God. All the time. <laughs> I I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's like hormone related or what, but I know right after I had my daughter, I was just like, and I, I think it might be hormones. Like, I think it just might be like that, hmm. but like, I just could not write. I couldn't write. I couldn't cry. I couldn't hmm. do like anything. Like as far as releasing emotions, I just couldn't do it. Hmm. Um, I also think like whenever I'm going through something, like, whether it be, like, uh, any kind of, like, emotional, like, distress, it's always hard for me right in that space to be able to write. It's always a little bit after it's passed. Hmm. So it's, like, a little bit, like, when I'm – because there's, like, this process of, like, experiencing, then reflecting. Mm-hmm. So it's that reflection process where I'm, like, oh, okay, that's what this is. That, that's what I'm feeling. Um, yeah. yeah so it's usually around like intense like at the peak or the climax of like emotional distress I'm just like I cannot write anything yeah, you're I too cannot in even it. talk yeah yeah hmm. I think it's or so when interesting I'm really really happy what's that or when I'm really really happy which is weird too hmm. but I almost feel like my art is like driven by sorrow and, like, <laughs> and my frustration when I'm like elated I'm like okay like I don't even know what to say like I don't know what to write about like do I like it, it like almost feels inauthentic because I'm so happy that I'm just like bubbling and, and mm. there's almost nothing to say <laughs> I mean I think often like creativity comes out of a need to express yourself uh which I think is much it happens much more frequently when we're having more negative feelings yeah, I wonder what that's about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so interesting that you had this big creative block after your daughter was born because it's almost like you like you had just created like the most like energy intensive thing that you've ever created in your life probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. It was like that's probably it. It's like oh like the, the biggest creation. Okay, like you can just settle down for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I've been going through, I don't know if you've ever done The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, but I've been actually going through that book over the last few months. And uh, one of the things that she talks about is is the need to uh, like 
like after we, and actually I think, was it Julia Cameron or now I'm wondering if maybe it was actually Elizabeth Gilbert, but one of them talks about, or maybe both of them talk about how after creating something really big, we've like used up all of the resources in our creative well, and we need to allow ourselves the time and space to let our, our well refill. Um, yes, that's, you know. yeah, that's totally accurate. <laughs> Erica Badu also has like this, uh, I guess, concept of like, when you, when you have writer's block, it's not really writer's block. It's a downloading period. Mm. So it's literally just a space for you to experience everything that you're yes. experiencing. Oh, I love and, that. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then you'll be able to release later. Hmm. Nice. So what do you, when you, when you are experiencing a block, is there anything in particular that you do to try to get through or over that block? Or is it more of just like a passage of time that needs to happen? Uh, At first I used to like fight it intensely. So like I used to like listen to music, hopefully to feel inspired. I used to like maybe just listen to like jazz instrumentals mm. and that sort of thing because usually like like I really like Kamasi Washington I like uh, Coltrane that sort of thing yeah so I would listen to that and sometimes I would just literally like journal so I'd journal and just write entries and a lot of the times if I can't get things out in a musical or like poetic sort of way it kind of almost seeps out in like just casual conversation or like me journaling so I'll say something really profound in writing like a journal entry mm-hmm. or to myself or my higher self. And that's kind of how I kind of navigate through it. I also use my phone a lot. Um, like I use my notes. So sometimes like a word or something or like a phrase will come through and I'll just leave it there. And then when I finally feel like I'm not blocked anymore or my downloading period is over, <laughs> I'm able to kind of look back at those notes or those recordings or those voice notes and then kind of piece together in like Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, I love that because it's like, it's almost like reframing the block, like your downloading period, right? Like uh, that, that your things are bits and pieces of things are coming to you during that time. And your job is to collect those things so that they're there when you're ready for them. (laughs) Basically. Yeah, that's so cool. I love you. You talked about, or you you referred to your higher self, and I think you also said the the phrase uh, like some words will come through. And I'm curious if you can talk a little bit more about like that that process of like receiving inspiration. Yeah, I mean, I really do feel like it's a divine sort of thing. So, like, even, like, when we talk about, like, if, you know, you look at different faiths, um, and, and many faiths, like, there's, like, this belief, right, that art is a gift, or mm. it is a, um, I know, like, the Baha'i faith specifically, it's, like, a form of worship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really just, I think, sometimes, like, and I, and, I, and I know it because sometimes I'll write things and usually any, like, amazing pieces that I have, like, most of the times I've written it in, like, three minutes or, or two minutes, and, like, I'll look back at it, and, like, I almost don't even remember writing it. Like, I, hmm. I, I can look at it and be like, what the hell? Like, who wrote this? Or, like, like how did I come up with this? It feels almost otherworldly, like it wasn't even me. 
so I think there's that. And then I guess the higher self was like, it's like an inner knowing. It's all, like, almost like your intuition, like that, that voice, like if that could be personified into like actual being, that would be like the higher self. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's basically that sometimes. And I, and I think when I'm like more, um, what's the word that I'm looking for when I'm more, Oh, my little one. When I'm, when I'm more uh, disciplined as far as, like, my religious practices, as far as, like, meditating mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, I tend to feel, like, uh, the inspiration or, like, whatever art comes through more organically. Mm. Um, and, I mean, I think that's pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, everything kind of just comes through, like, almost like an idea or, like, it just pops through like I don't I wish I could explain that better but it just it just comes like it's not it's not in the way that you would think a thought or like you would process like maybe a math problem or something like that it's almost like just appears there Hmm. like a cloud in the sky or something you know like you never really see clouds form they're just all of a sudden kind of there Mm -hmm. or like they just kind of grow before your eyes like you don't really know where it's coming from yeah yeah. Hmm. That's awesome. So are there any resources that you find helpful in your creative process in seeking inspiration or in your evolution as a creative person, as an artist? Resources. Do you mean like specifically for writing or do you mean like for inspiration? Um, both. So I think I like visual art a lot. I kind of, I almost covet <laughs> that, uh, just that talent, just because the, like, the idea of like being able to like make something physically based on like what you're thinking or feeling is just mm. kind of bonkers to me. And I, I just, I like painting, but I'm not super good at it. So like mm-hmm. going to like galleries and like going to museums and that sort of thing and just looking at abstract art, that's a good um, place for me to pull from. Mm -hmm. uh as far as I don't know resources like like I think like my like my my art is so independent I can't even think of like a resource like I can't even think of like like a place where I where I would go to like kind of stock up I mean I like to read generally Mm -hmm. so I think as far as like language is concerned I like to look at like religious texts just because Hmm. I think the language like in the Bible, in the, in just like any of like the Baha'i writings, even in the Quran, like it's so beautiful. So the yeah. way that like, and I always, especially when I talk about love, like just that, that love for God or like that love or like that conviction from like God to man is like so inspiring and um, mm. it's so unconditional. So it's a really nice place to, to uh, collect. Yeah. From. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, this has been so lovely. Is there any last sort of thoughts that you want to share or anything like if you're for the people who are listening to our podcast, um, you know, if they're trying to build a creative practice for themselves, um, is there any sort of last thoughts that you would want to share? Okay. So I will promote myself. Um, Oh yes. (laughs) Well, actually that was, I, I, that was another question that I was going to ask was where can we find you? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Wait. So then I'll, I'll, I'll think about other people for now. Um, uh, I, I think maybe just like, just, I guess, remain true to yourself. 
like no matter what experiences you're going through, I think always listen to yourself and be aware of yourself. Um, I do think creating practices and um, routine is kind of like crucial Mm. to like just being like (laughs) a decent human being. (laughs) Like going with the flow, (laughs) going with the flow is nice, but like creating some kind of structure, even if it's like structure around that, that's kind of great. Um, mm. as far as art is concerned. So yeah. even if it means like getting up early in the morning or something like that, I hope that's what you're asking. Yeah, totally. Okay, great. <laughs> um, and then lastly, where can we find you? Okay, so I am um, the Cat Francis on every um, social media thing you can think of. So that is Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, and it's Cat, like C-A-T, like an actual animal, and Francis, like the Pope, F-R-A-N-C-I-S. Um, and, then I have, <laughs> and then I have some musical stuff coming through. Um, hopefully my next body of work will be um, March of this year. Okay. Uh, and, and yeah, I'm just doing shows now. So I'm doing a bunch of shows. I know I have some stuff just this winter, this, um, this January. I'm with a group um, called Bell Shows. I'm doing some stuff with them right now and that's pretty much it. Nice. So, and if people find you on social media, they'll get information about those shows. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll you'll get anything. I'll post things about that. And that's pretty much it. You'll see a lot of my little one on there too. Yay. She's everywhere. (laughs) She's incredibly (laughs) cute. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kat. This has been really lovely chatting with you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Everyday Creative People. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a moment to subscribe to future episodes and rate the podcast, leave a comment, and tell a friend. Drop me a note on Facebook at Dina Adrian's Coaching and join the community over in the Creative Playground Facebook group. I'd love to hear from you. See you again next Monday, same bat time, same bat channel.